three, two, one. We sit here once again, waiting on a meaningful victory from our Tennessee volunteer football program. And it seems like it's never going to happen ever again in our lifetime. Another week, another podcast, another loss. Here we are. Tennessee falls to Florida 31 to 19. And typical Tennessee fashion. Welcome to the channel podcast. I'm your host, Rainey, alongside with Austin and Lacey. How are we feeling, especially after last night's game and especially after our night out on the town after the game? I know we're all feeling pretty rough, but (laughs) how are you feeling, guys, after everything that took place yesterday? Austin, how are you feeling? I'm I'm where I was, kind of. I mean, it's all the same, really. Yeah. I'm still just my same mentality. I mean, in all honesty, if I'm being honest, like, we coached like it was better than usual in a way, but I'm still okay, okay. Just pissed off. Stop right here. Listen how calm Austin is. We're about a minute into the podcast. <laughs> just listen how calm he is right now. His demeanor will drastically change as the more we get into this, okay? <laughs> drastically change. He will become more aggressive, a lot louder. He will maybe start screaming, <laughs> but we will get to that. Just hang on, folks. Lacey, how are you feeling? I know you had a rough night last night. <laughs> um, well, just tell everybody how, how you know, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. <laughs> what do you mean? Why, why are you, why, I mean, we're all hungover, but I know you're really hungover because I, you, had, you, had, you had a heck of a, a little, little, little night last night. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know what happened. I, I, I don't, um, I can, I mean, even you all know that I can usually drink anybody under the table. I mean, Tennessee football has caused my alcohol tolerance to be like, you know, championship level, but <laughs> the only championship you're going to win around here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys were there. I mean, I had four drinks, just four. That's it. Four. And I, I mean, by the time I was heading home, I was sick I was so sick but um sick I mean and tired of being sick and tired yeah right. yeah exactly and it's like now emotionally I'm on like the level of just like I'm just I'm not I'm not mad I'm not sad I'm just kind of like I'm I'm here <laughs> I'm yeah, here just I just yeah, yeah and it's like I would <laughs> never imagine that I'd be this way after a Florida game in my life yeah. um but you know that's how it is. And to sit back and think that we lost to Kentucky by two and a half times more than we lost to number six, Florida. And there was only a few dramatic changes, you know, I say that lightly and it's, <laughs> and, and people still just won't, you know, wrap their head around the common denominators. And it's just, that's why I'm kind of like, no point in arguing about it, but. Oh yeah. I know. I had I had many many people 
in my uh, DMs last night um, that were very angry and were, were wondering why I am the way that I am. And the first question that I asked them, I, I responded to most of them because I'm, I'm, I was just, you know, just curious to, to see why they thought the way they, 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 you know, thought or why they think the way they thought. Uh, the first question I asked them is, how old are you? <laughs> That's the first question I asked. How old are you? And I got the same response just from about everyone. You're in your early 20s. If you're in your early 20s and you try to argue about Tennessee football and how it's not that bad, here's a little bit of advice, okay? Um, here's, here, here it is. Here it is. You ready for this? Uh, if, you, if you're listening and you happen to jump into my DMs last night, here's my advice. Um, shut the hell up. You, you don't know what you're, you're talking about. You've never seen Tennessee win. You don't know what winning looks like at Tennessee. And to call that that you're not mad about last night or yesterday or, or whatever happened, you're absolutely insane. If you could not watch that game and see all the mistakes that, that took place that allowed Florida, the score wasn't horrible. Yeah, you look at the score, oh, it's 31-19. That's not bad. Our defense could not get lined up. Every time Florida snapped the ball, our defense didn't know what they were doing, where they were at, where they were supposed to be. It was the most unprofessional-looking team I've ever seen. Just, just the way Jeremy Pruitt coaches that's just, a team. That's just it's so sad. So you said unorganized. Yeah, and nobody knows what they're doing. How? How? Can anybody, any fan, and, and 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 listen here, listen here. If you're gonna sit there, and this is one thing that really irks me, gets under my skin. If you're gonna sit there, like I can't stand what people say. Well, you you ain't a true fan, dude. Shut the hell up. You ain't a true fan. Shut up. I'm sitting here getting angry over a team, and I'm still watching. If anyone is even talking about Tennessee football, or still arguing about Tennessee football there's a really good chance that they're a pretty pretty big fan of Tennessee because it's been 12 whole years. Let me re- reiterate. Let me rephrase. Let me re-say that it's been 12 whole years, moving on to 13 whole years. That's getting close to 20 years where Tennessee has been absolutely abysmal. So please, whoever you were, whoever you are, that jumped into my DM arguing – how I'm such a negative fan, please shut the hell up. You're too young. You don't understand. All right. That are was you, my rant. Are you that was okay? My are you okay? I, I, I'm, I'm getting really angry. I, I yeah. don't get this angry. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I just shouldn't get this angry. It's, it's, it's like what you said, Lacey, you come on the podcast and, and after a Florida loss and you're just numb. Well, I, I was at that part a while back, but now I'm not numb anymore. I'm just so damn angry. Why can't we do things right? Why uh, can't things happen right? Someone sent, someone sent, uh, Mark Redwine just sent this on Twitter, and I just read it. How do you pronounce this, Lacey? Is it, is it sheriffobia? <laughs> is, is that, is that what I, I, that's what I was going with. I I'm going to say sheriffobia. It's, it's, it's C-H-E-R-O-phobia. Sheriffobia. He sent this to us uh, right before we started our podcast. Sheriffobia. Here's the definition of it. And this is completely accurate of the Tennessee fan base. And it goes along with what I'm saying about all these weirdos jumping in my DMs, not understanding 
how stupid they sound. This is the definition of sherophobia. The fear of happiness because they believe that every time they feel too happy, something bad comes and ruins it. Yeah. That should be put up in our locker rooms. <laughs> I mean, instead of saying... Uh, I'm hanging it above my bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good gracious. It's my life. That is the literal definition of what we go through as a fan base. You start to get excited, and then guess what? Bam! Sharephobia. Here, here's the thing. A lot of people try to say Tennessee football is cursed and all this stuff like that. I, I used to always say stuff like that, but when I really sit down and think about it, we're not cursed. We just had some of the worst decisions I've ever seen. We're going yeah. to hire an unproven instant coordinator from Alabama. Like 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 Nick Saban assistants are always good, right? No, like half the time they're really bad. And then and then we'll hire like Derek uh, uh, Vince Dooley's son. And it's like, oh, he's a he's a son of a great coach. He must be good. No, Tennessee has never actually gone out and hired anyone proven, and that's why we've been in this place we we are right now. That's why we're in this rut because we haven't ever gone out there and actually gotten the real coach. This, yeah. We're going to keep dealing with crappy football if we keep hiring um, our coaches from the dollar bin, you know? Yeah, it's been 13 years of complete and pure and utter suck. You, you would hope, you would pray that maybe one day the, the, the these people here, the people at UT will just wake up and say, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of sick of losing. Are you sick of losing? Yeah, I'm sick of losing. Let, let's actually start winning. Let's hire, let's hi, go hire Hugh Freeze, go hire, go hire somebody <laughs> proven and yeah. get this place going. And he's just like, you can only have so many chances, and Tennessee football is so special, so important to this freaking uh, state, this community, to this this state, yeah. And and you just let it fall apart and not be great, while Alabama and Georgia are just basking in ten win seasons over and over again. And we just gotta sit here and hope these assistants, like this assistant from Alabama or or this guy from Cincinnati, works out. You know, it's just yeah. It's sad. I, 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 we're not we got to get We make decisions like them. Yeah. We, uh, of course, this podcast is, is going to be, we'll get to the positive stuff because there were some positives in this game. A, a lot a lot of things happened that were good. And we'll get to those. But by Jerry and Pruitt standards. Well, there were some things that were kind of like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, and we'll get to those. But you just we got to get our frustration out of first, okay? Because first off, my, my Titans completely crapped the bed today. Yeah. Uh, they didn't save my sports weekend this weekend. So my sports weekend was a complete train wreck. Um, but after the Florida game, I had a uh, – uh, one of my dad's friends, I used to go to church with him. Uh, he We haven't talked in a while. And he texted me after the Florida game. And this is what he said. This is what he said. I'm going to read his text. I'm not going to read my responses. I'm just going to read what he said. <laughs> is this the um, one you showed me? Is this the one you showed us last night? It might have been. It might have been. <laughs> he goes, he goes, hey, man. <laughs> like, first off, he starts off with, hey, man. Uh, he's just going to preface it with like, hey, man, I, I feel really bad. Um, but he's, he's a Florida Gator alumni, okay? Uh, hey, man, the Florida Tennessee game isn't even fun anymore. <laughs> Hope you and yours are well. And then I go on to say something about, I've checked out, blah, blah, blah. And then he responds, the Tennessee administration should be ashamed of letting that once great vol program into this type of shape. Mm-hmm. They don't have many athletes. The coaching is atrocious. 
Florida should have won. Should have Florida could have won by forty. It's oh. just disappointing. It used to be a rival game that I look to, like look forward to every single year. And, I, and then I had some other responses. And then after I responded to that, he goes, "It's been the same story for fifteen years. This is unacceptable." When you have Florida fans aggravated, disappointed at Tennessee, that is the biggest red flag. That is the saddest thing I read all night. When you have Florida fans that show sympathy because you suck so bad, that should tell you all you need to know where this program is at and where it's been at, kids in my DMs. That should tell you all you need to know. This man is in his 50s, pushing 60, okay? So he's seen a lot of things. Little young 20-year-old, you haven't, okay? That I, I, is bad. It's so, it's so sad, just sad altogether, how poorly this ship has been ran here. I mean... And, and people try to say, people are trying to say, what if Tennessee just can't win? What if you just can't win here anymore? Well, then why do we still get top 10, top 15 recruiting classes, even though we're losing? You know? I mean, exactly. And, and, the and that's season, what, you're, you're top five immediately. Yeah. And that's exactly. And that's what he so said. He's, he, he's, he, he, said, he said in the text, he says, y'all don't have the athletes. But my response to that underneath, I was like, well, yes, we do. Yeah, we, do. we have yes, we good do. team as Florida. We might have better we, players in Florida. I'm actually we, serious. Outside of Kyle Trask, we um, recruiting okay. class rankings. We do. Kyle picks just about every year. So, um, I don't know what the rankings are now, but I know we've done pretty well uh, the past couple seasons in regards to their talent compared to our talent. <sighs> um, again, we will get to some of the things that I thought were positive in that game. But we got to get this out of the way. Number one thing that pissed me off, that irked me, that got under my skin, that just left my mouth dropped looking at the television screen. What are you doing with this quarterback fiasco? Why? Knows. Why? I, I, it, it was even, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Jabari Davis. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he tweeted out something. He says, I've never seen in all my life a quarterback situation that is this mismanaged ever. Mm-hmm. That's from a former Tennessee player, Jabari Davis. Mm-hmm. Juice Davis on Twitter. Paraphrasing his words, but that's what he said. It's... How are you this incompetent in finding a damn quarterback? I saw two quarterbacks better than Jared Garantano out there on Saturday. What the hell have you been seeing that says JG is better than these people? What? What? Uh, Austin, you better not say the P word. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's really no excuse. He's just, I think he's a stupid coach. I just think he is. I just think he's, I just think he's stupid. I mean, no other program in the world would start Jared Garantano for three years. I mean, basically, the only reason you could have to start Garantano is that he was a four-star coming out of high school. That's the only other thing outside of Jaron Pruitt saying he's amazing 
that it is anything for Jared Garantano, and that's a faulty rating altogether. There's absolutely no way any – like, I, I would bet money that any other coach in the country wouldn't have him starting in year three unless there are some injuries or something. It's insane. He We we are being led by one of the, one of the most hard-headed, dense coaches I've ever seen. Here's 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 what got me. He said JG, uh, JG didn't start because he what missed what thirteen days of practice. Is that is that something? Is that he what said he missed thirteen days of practice, but he was he was there healthy. Okay, so he missed thirteen days of practice. The dude has been there for five seasons. Do you think he doesn't know everything there is ins and out of that playbook? And you didn't play him because he missed thirteen days of practice. Enough with the practice. Enough with your practice scenario or your uh, or your uh whatever you you think practice is practice yes it's important yes what happened to people losing the just what happened to the eye test why can't you just look at something and be like that is good you heard that, <laughs> that you is bad heard, you haven't heard jaren pruitt says um if a player doesn't play well in practice he's not playing them in the games so he doesn't even watch so- the games Josh Dobbs would have never played a game yep. at nope. Tennessee. Never, never, never. Unbelievable. It's just mm. unbelievable. Um, he he, and, he coaches and, like it's 1965. I I can't do it. I mean, man, this is this is we. How, I mean, he's only like what 45 or something, and he coaches like he's 100. It makes no freaking sense. Why are you the way you are, Jam Pruitt? Makes no sense. Bill Snyder even had a more. Progressive offense and a hell of a lot of progressive offense. Yeah, Colin Klein and Josh Freeman and all those guys. It was a great offense. But God, our coach has no clue when it comes to the offense. He, he he's just he's he's not a good coach, man. He's just not a good coach. Pruitt, he he's he's in over his head. And we are it's so and simple. like we we have a bad it's not like we just have a bad coach. We have a bad coach who's who's behind the times too. Like he like we need to be in the offensive game. Like we should have an offensive head coach. That's, that's what everyone's doing now. That's what works in this game outside of Nick Saban yeah. and Kirby smart. Maybe you really can't say there's an elite coach in college ball that isn't offensively focused. Offensively you, minded. you can people, people. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, people can say uh, what they want to say about Pruitt. And there are some that are still support him. Whatever, whatever. Um, but for the the third or fourth week in a row, something popped out to me while watching the game once again. It was midway through the game. It was like, it was like third quarter or something like that. Henry Toto made a great tackle. And Henry Toto literally felt like he was the only one out there just playing his butt off, like he's always. But he, he just shoots through the middle. He shoots through, shoots through a gap on Florida's uh, offensive line and just nails uh, the running back. I, I believe it was a running back in the backfield. Henry Toto gets up and just, like, fist bumps as hard as you can. Like, just fist pumps. He just, like, swings in the air like he's punching the air, like, in excitement. And he turns around, and the rest of the team is just looking at him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but, uh, what is this? Yeah, Henry Toa Toa for <laughs> just there's nobody there to support him, nobody there to celebrate, no one there to get their team pumped it's up. It's a foreign that, sight. 
know? It's a foreign exactly a foreign sight. What is this? That should tell Joy. you everything you need this? to know. Well, why are you why are you raising your hand? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 that should tell you all you need to know about how people think about Jerry Pruitt. The players, they're dead inside. Yeah. And and here's they the thing: your team care. reflects the energy of your head coach. He exactly. Pruitt, I've never seen someone just like turn into a slug like he does like he he just turns into the absolute like dead energy no like he's not like i, I make fun of the guys like jerry jones but he's not clapping at all he's just sitting there looking looking like looking like he should be in a coffin you know i mean not that's not saying oh, i'm dead i'm just saying he looks like he's half dead out there and it's like, like what what happened to the, what happened to the jerry pruitt like even though like we got off to a horrible start last season what happened to the jerry pruitt running out after they lost to georgia state when they the the following week when they're playing BYU and he was just he was sitting there hitting their hitting the players eyes they're running out popping them in the Somebody shoulder pass like hitting them like let's <laughs> like like let's well, I'm just saying though yeah. like show something I almost think like anything uh, maybe you almost think maybe he knows he's already gone I don't I don't know that's okay, okay. I'm glad you brought that up the press conference after the game uh, Lacey did you see that. No, I read some quotes about it, and they didn't make sense to me. Oh, so, like, you the, missed a good one. Yeah, I, 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 so, I've, I've said this for the past few weeks. I, I stopped listening to the press conferences because that's what pissed me oh, off. I think it good though. I'm, I love being no. Off. Okay, well, first of all, I'm not <laughs> you, Austin. I don't enjoy basking in my own misery. Okay, actually, yeah, I pretty much do, but I don't like enjoy getting pissed off. So. How are you <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's what we do. First, first of all, first of all, I will voluntarily get ready every Saturday to be absolutely, you know, crushed again. Like, um, you know, just ready to be hurt again every single Saturday by the game. However, I do not add the press conference, the post game press conference to that. That is not something that I sign up for to elevate the. Frustration. Yeah, frustration and pain. I don't. But I did see something like, I don't know if it was Trey Wallace or somebody, or maybe, it, no, it was somebody from Knox News. I don't remember who it was, but they said that Pruitt said you'll something like you won't have to ask me anymore or something like that. Does it, anybody have a quote? I don't it, didn't, it didn't make um, sense to me. He was explaining some of the Blake Tobenmeyer, and uh, it finished with uh, – He's like, uh, and and we do that. Try to get to the sticks. And if you don't know, uh, um, I don't know. What do you say? What, get to the. He's like, if you don't know, the sticks are, are first. Down. The sticks, mate, are first downs. Yeah, he's really arrogant, yeah. Saban esque. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. but you're not Saban. Saban. He thinks he's Nick Saban, buddy, buddy. You don't beat those teams. You're lucky to be within twenty points of those teams. You're not Nick Saban, buddy. You're you're on the other side. You're the bad coach. All right. You can't be. You can't talk like that. When you got five rings on your finger, you can talk like that. You can't talk like that when you're losing by twenty to everyone and their mother, okay? And you're freaking three. Yeah. What was Jerry Pruitt's uh, one of his first quotes? Um, one of his first major quotes when he got hired oh, about the, uh, the standard of being the coach of Tennessee. What was that? Also, oh, he oh, he said uh, the cut. Felt Fulmer told him the head coach of Tennessee mm-hmm. will be judged on three games. Florida, mm-hmm. Georgia, and Alabama. Hmm. How's that looking? 
0-9. and not even close. That was the best game he ever put out there against those teams. And we had no shot. They toyed with us. They could have put up 50. They toyed with us all day. I disagree, though, about being the best game. It, the scoreboard didn't show it, but I think Alabama yeah, game last it, year it would have been the best game he put, he put out. But, yeah. I mean, that, this would have been the best one against Florida. But Sad. sad. So, so sad. Uh, exactly. That's, that's, yes, it's so sad that we're sitting here talking about, wait, which one was the best game that we lost in? <laughs> when you say it like that. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. That's so sad. Let me put it in a better perspective for you. Hey, but if you look at our moral victories record, it's a lot better than the overall record. So just put that. Mm. Oh, we're undefeated in moral yeah, victories. Because yeah. that's what we do at the University of Tennessee. That's what Tennessee is about. That's what the program that wins the national championships is about, you know, moral victories. That'll, that, mm-hmm. that'll, that's what we're about here. We're, we're just a walking joke. We're, we're a joke that fills up 100,000 seat stadium. It's, it's hilarious. I mean, aren't you laughing? On, on college big... game day, on college game day when they're doing the picks, and Tennessee's picture pops up in the first thing, that's um, oh god, who's who's the guy? Uh, my mind is completely blank. Sure. Doesn't matter. Analysts on college game, the first thing they do when they see Tennessee power T pop up to predict the Florida Florida Tennessee game, first thing they do is chuckle, mm-hmm. and they they he they don't even say a word. They just chuckle. Yep. And, and, and you know what they're about to say. It's, it's so... It's so... The words that I want to say, I can't say. Because my mama might be listening. But it's so old. You want to hear a, so the, quote, the, the quote this week? Or headline quote whatever this week that really really just you know was the slap in the face one okay so Derek Mason was fired and one of the first thing that pops up is he had a losing record to every team except for Tennessee like <laughs> this is one of the greatest programs in college football history and the Vandy's head and coach. And Vandy fired a coach who had a winning record against they Tennessee. They fired a head coach who has a winning record against Tennessee. Tell someone that. Go back to 1999 and go and go go to some Tennessee fan and tell them that happened. <laughs> After a seven-year coaching stint. It's like, did we have like a Marshall incident or something? Was there like a mass yeah. murder on campus? What happened? No, we just suck because we're stupid. Because we can't fill the team with all the resources in the world. Tennessee is un- undoubtedly one of the most rich, prestige. One say prestige, most rich, cultured football programs in the storied. country. So storied, so storied, yeah. and like, and here we and crazy are. Most beloved too. Like the fan support is unreal, <laughs> and here we are. Oh, it's unreal! Like I, I mean, you still have nine thousand and say my team is a top ten team or something. That would be fucking awesome. Like I just want that. I, I got. I'm. I just want to wear Tennessee gear all the freaking time and know that you can do that with pride. I want to argue with Alabama and Georgia fans on who's better. I want to. I want to actually have a uh, have a a dog in the fight. You know, like 
I'm tired. I'm sick and tired of not being relevant. It gets so old. It gets so embarrassing. It's so, it makes it's me feel so, so inferior. And but and when you think about it hard, it's, it's we're not Kentucky. We're not South Carolina. We're not Vanderbilt. We're the University of freaking Tennessee. We win national championships. Our, we have all Americans. We have high. We should have Heisman Trophy winners. But they, they don't let us win that award. But, <laughs> and all this other stuff. It's so sad. I mean, you that said we, we you said we are we are Kentucky, we are Vanderbilt, we are South Carolina. How does this happen? Uh, How does this happen? Are, are, are we not though? Out. I mean, because it you know what? It sure does feel like it. Yeah, it feels like it. That we are those teams. I mean, we are those so teams. That, those programs actually make better like make have bigger balls we than we do. Are those teams. Like we, we got to stop kidding ourselves. T- Tennessee fans have got to stop kidding themselves. No. You've got to wake up. Yeah. We are not Tennessee. No. We are. We are. We are on the standard of Kentucky. We are actually we're below Kentucky. We're on the standard of Vandy in South Carolina now. That's how far we have fallen. That's how far we have fallen. And everybody that I was arguing and debating last night because I was just in a I was in a great mood hanging out with everybody. But when it comes to debating and arguing people, I just can't stand the stupidity of people. And when I bring up the fact, when I bring up facts that Arkansas has a first-year head coach and they are competing with teams that they shouldn't even be competing with and that they, they are winning SEC games, their record isn't great, but they are competing with every single team. Missouri has a rookie head coach. They are 5-3. and three. They beat they're Arkansas. <laughs> yes, and, but they're 5-3. and three. Yep. They're third in the East. You, Give me a freaking you break. You can't keep Jaron Pruitt here. You're never going Give to. Give me a freaking You're break. never going to do it with him. Like, uh, it's flat out never. It's never going to work out like it should with him. He, It's not It's not his fault necessarily. I mean, he's never been in a coach before, and it's very clear. But it's just not. You're going to waste another year if you stick with this guy. That's a fact. It's not an if. It's not a. And you might waste two years if you stick with him because he might go seven and five next year. You might keep him, but then he goes like six and six next year, and you might even keep him then. Well, not with this fan base, but, but, uh, uh yeah. I just, I, I'm freaking out right now. Like, I, I feel like this is a very critical time. And people like got mad at me when I said, I'm going to root against us in the Vanderbilt game. But here's the thing we could have a bad coach for another two years if we win that stupid game, you know? If we win that stupid game, we, we could be stuck with this uh, crabby head coach for two more seasons. I'd much rather just get out now while we still can. I mean, I don't want to waste think, more time. I don't think the Vanderbilt game is going to happen. Yeah. But even then, I'm still stuck with the thing that I don't think the Vanderbilt game is going to be the fire or not fire thing. I don't – I think that they've already decided no matter what happens with he's the rest of the back. season that he's going to be back. I really I do believe that. I me too. That all. Well, that's okay. because you don't want. No, to. I just yeah. You don't I, I want to. Look how he's it. talking. Look how he's talking to pressers. And look how people are talking. Even like Brent Hubbs the other day wouldn't admit like he'll be back. It, it just you just get a feel around the program, and I just can't. You know, I feel like something's about to happen. You know, you have that feeling. Just it's called it's called hope. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, when you <laughs> when they showed Phil Fulmer, old Phil Fulmer sitting on the steps. I mean, that just felt like something was about to happen, you know? It feels like the calm before the storm. And Jerry Pruitt's talking it's, like it's he's like, already been it's fired. It's like Philip Fulmer. 
it's like it's like Phil Fulmer is is God sitting up there and watching Jerry Jerry Pruitt just sin his life away. And he's like, I'm watching every step, every move you make, little boy. Is mm-hmm. it's like gonna get up into the pearly gates and it's not gonna be so good. I think we need to stop like adding Phil Fulmer. Like he's not the one making that decision. I, I don't care what anyone says, it's not his call what happens here. It's up to Randy Boyd and the donors. That that's who that's who makes the calls. Make the make, is going to make the call here. And I trust Randy Boyd. Randy Boyd's never done anything bad as the president. I he was from what I've heard, he was on behind Barnes getting an extension, not 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 Fulmer. And that's and I don't know what those people think. I sure we got uh, Phil Fulmer going on ball calls and comparing Jerry Pruitt to freaking Johnny Majors. <laughs> Like, oh God, that, that pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't do that. What's funny him. about that is who did he re- who did Fulmer replace? Yeah, he replaced Majors <laughs> because he of was. Of course, he's a great man. Look at job. <laughs> he replaced a, a coach that had won the SEC two out of the last three years, and just because that coach lost to South Carolina and Arkansas. You know how? You know how? I mean, I, I don't know Jamie Pruitt personally or whatever. I, I'm just going off what I've heard about people saying that he's just a complete butthole. Um, but, you know, like when you feel sorry for someone or, or, or you just don't like someone, you're like, oh, he's a nice guy, but, you know how people mm-hmm. say that? You can't even say he's a nice guy, but with Jamie Pruitt. It's like you just – he's a guy, but <laughs> – it's just, I, you can't even go along with that even being nice, something nice to say without saying something mean following you know, it. I just. We always end up saying this, but like, like how we said, like Cincinnati fans warned us about Butch. Georgia fans did warn us about Pruitt. They did. They're right. They're they right. Really on the money. They're right on the money. And Cincinnati fans warned us about Butch. And what did we do? Mm. Oh, shut up. No, I ain't right. I ain't yeah. true. Well, you need to start listening to the people that have experience with those people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I, I, the, the second we hire a coach and someone's like, damn, you got a good one. You got a good one. Mm. I'll believe it. You got a good one. I just, he's, he's so a bad head coach. And he's so like unfit for the role. Like he looks uncomfortable. And he and he gets blown out. It's just it's just it's not a good fit. Like I just feel like he didn't always look that way though. He didn't. He didn't. He Which brings back my point about the BYU thing and, and him kicking the whiteboard. He didn't always. He wasn't always like that, Lacey. Like what you're saying. I, I used to. I mean, I was so like, gosh. I remember. See, this is what's killing me. Is halftime at the at the Georgia game this year? I know, I know. But halftime, um, I turned. Um, the the guy sitting next to me is on Twitter. He's like TC in Athens, I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh So he was sitting there. I turned and looked at him and I said, no matter what happens in this game, Pruitt's the guy. And I'm like, and that was halftime at the Georgia game two months ago. And it's like, now I'm just like, I, I, exactly. Like how much has changed in just this amount of time? Like we, we've asked it on almost freaking every deja vu Groundhog's Day there was always done this year. I mean, what 
What happened? Where did it go it wrong? Always, it was going great. Like, I'm not trying to knock on the guy too much, but go back to last year. Every game we won, Kentucky, Missouri, didn't we? We were seconds away from losing those games, you know? But we still won. We yeah, haven't even been close like, to winning. Yeah, you, know, you could have lost. And right now, we're in the could have lost. Yeah, we won. Yeah, but would, you're, you're I, not I would, looking at the point where we still had enough fight in us. Like the Kentucky exactly. game, the fourth the fourth down uh, goal line stand. Exactly. I mean, we had that fight. I don't – yeah, and that's why they won. I mean, in the Indian, the, the Gator Bowl, we should never won that game. We but we fought it because right. there was I got, I got one well, name I mean, to throw in there. Juwan Jennings, yes, Juwan Jennings. I mean, I mean, just one guy, like, he was more of a motivator than Pruitt was on that team. Hell, I, I could I could say, like, if you took Pruitt off the, the team or if you took Juwan Jennings, I, I'm not sure who would have meant more, you know? I, yeah. Um. Yeah, but I, I agree, Lacey. Like, I just the second half comeback was you. If you go back and watch, you see Juwan Jennings on the sideline, like getting people, getting everyone like pumped and everything. I mean, you can just see a difference when there's a leader on the sideline. And, yeah, and Tennessee doesn't have that guy. Even the head coach, he's not that guy. So, who, where is that guy? Who is that guy? I, I mean, I'm looking at guys like, uh, I'm just gonna call him out. I'm looking at guys like T. Martin. I'm, I'm looking at those type of guys, Jay Graham. Like you've got to, you're alumni. You you played there. You are, you are that university. Yeah. You got to step up and do something. Say something. It, it's, it I just, just wonder like though how much thing. of it. It, like, it just looks like there's a lot of like people do not like each other on that staff. It, 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 it looks a lot like that to me. And we we've said it time and time again when we when we go to those games and we're right behind the bench. The body language on that sideline is oh, dead, and they even brought they even the brought that dead. up on the um. Hey, wasn't that the main yeah. thing? They didn't have better dead. players than us, but they, but they were running. Uh, they were running first. It always seemed like it always seemed like we they'd move and then we'd move. You know, like like we waited for them yeah. to move for us to move, and we were just like kind of like dragging our feet the entire game. That's what it always mm-hmm. looks like. Well, and Aaron Murray. Holy cow! What a what a freaking broadcast by him! It wasn't oh, even geez. it wasn't even him he really calling the game. It was him pointing out every stupid thing that was. He's never like Jaron Pruitt. Remember, I was like, remember he was one of those guys that came out and spoke about how Jaron Pruitt was a dick in Athens. So he's never yeah. been a uh, Jaron Pruitt guy. It must, it's bad yeah. luck on then, Pruitt's part that he called that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Well, he said he said a lot of things like along the lines of. Uh, uh, why are they ran that play a lot? He's like they know what they're doing when they line up. So in that why formation. is he called that same play? And what, what else did he say, Austin? Yeah, yeah they run that same and play like, four they know, times. Like Florida knows what they're doing. And what 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 was that? You we uh you you read it to me this morning. What did what else did Aaron Murray say? Oh, that was just like I, I like made you open well, your eyes. Like, a freeze warning in Knoxville. Freeze! <laughs> that really opened up. <laughs> He's like, "Oh my God! Oh, What's oh God. We're in the room. He's like, "Hey, we... yeah." Austin just like started like shaking when he saw this. Like, oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you say? Yeah. Oh, oh, and um, they were told JT uh, Shroud had a torn lab- labrum, and then. Then they went and played GT Shroud, and uh, and uh, 
they were they were saying like, oh, I, I can't remember. What, there is that quote. I guess, I guess his labor is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that kind of pissed them oh, off, like it, like they were lied to by the coaching staff. So they that they, that was like yeah. free reign to yeah. just go all in on Perot, you know. And yeah. you know what really um, stuck out to they me? They weren't in that afraid game? to attack him. Like really, to this day, like we look very poorly coached. Like our we are lining up wrong. We don't know what's happening for the snaps. And it's not even like we're calling that much of a complex yeah. game plan. I mean, Aaron Murray just said we. Wait, 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 wait! Are you saying that firing our defensive line coach wasn't a good idea? No, it was during Pruitt's idea. It has to be. He said we had great. We had great. Um, we did great in practice, so it must have been a great, great idea. <laughs> Oh my god! Shoot me in the freaking temple! Oh my god! <laughs> he can't be the coach here next year. Like I just enough with the practice. I just he's so bad. Like I, I, I just wish one day during practice, Allen Iverson would just walk up in the practice mm-hmm. and literally say what he said: "It's practice, bro. We talking about practice, practice, not a game, not a game, practice, <laughs> not a game, not what actually happens, what you see with your eyeballs, but we talking about." You know what practice. I realized though. I don't think the practices are good. Like, I think he's just lying to us. Well, you, you see film. You see film. You, you know, uh, Tennessee will – Tennessee's football account will tweet out a video of the, you know, pre-practice or whatever. And everyone seems like in good spirits. Like, where is that during a game? Practice. Like, everyone's having fun. It seems well, like at practice. Oh, and then – And the real games are the other team over there, and we know we're going to lose to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be in their mind. Like, I just – I mean, it's true. I mean, there's no false statement with that. I had to I, mute I, the word practice on Twitter. I had to mute it because it was time. <laughs> but here's my stance on the practice thing because it's all we've heard. Practice, 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 practice. And it's like we have lost six straight games by double digits. If that isn't a sign that – whatever's going on for practice transitioning into games is not working, then I don't know what a sign would be because, you know, maybe you, when you, because I, I mean, all we hear about is, well, if you watch the film, if you watch the film and it's like, well, maybe if they watch the film and see how the things from practice actually, you know, transition into the game, then just like Rainey always says, it's, when we're doing something good, we don't – you're supposed to keep doing that until it doesn't work. But we'll do something good, and then it's like, okay, well, I think we're going to stop that now and try something that we know is not going to work. And that's just – that. that's why I just – you know, but – Yeah. I'm just running out of words because it's like it, it's just so oh, yeah. repetitive. Groundhog just, Day, repetitive over. Mentally exhausting. Yeah, it is exactly, and it's. <sighs> well, if we could talk for a second about things that actually were somewhat positive and good in that game, um, I thought I thought Harrison Bailey, he's young, of course he's a freshman, um, it's just. There were several plays. They they let they let Harrison Bailey throw it deep a lot. And Harrison Bailey will learn. He overthrew the guys, but it wasn't by much. And if he would have connected on those, he had like three or four deep passes down the sideline. And if he would have 
connected on those passes, man, I mean, that would have been like three touchdowns because the guys had a beat and he was going to hit him in stride too, but he just barely overthrew it because I didn't think he wanted to like, you know, throw any interceptions or yeah. anything like that. So it, he just kind of put very arm on it. It to have a quarterback that actually worked through his progressions. That's actually what yes. There was that one play, that one play where he stood in the pocket and he was about to get sacked and then he just stepped up into it. And he stood there for another like two or three seconds, just kind of looking around. And then he looked to his left, and Eric Gray was sitting right there. He, he just threw it to Eric Gray, and Eric Gray ran, ran for like eight or eight to 10, 11 yards. And it was that was the that's when I tweeted out on Twitter. I was like, Harrison Bailey just went through more progressions than Jared Garantano has gone through in his entire five years at Tennessee. And it's a fact because JD has never in his life gone through that many progressions. But there's something about him that our head coach cannot get out of his brain. Um, it's called being an idiot and just yeah. I have no idea why he's so obsessed with JG, but hell, JT Shroud looks better in that game. I think JT Shroud. JT Shroud looked pretty good, but he was in he was in the game when yeah. Florida was you know just not going to let Tennessee do anything JG, stupid. But he's though. but it just it just it just completely <sighs> frustrates me that. You don't keep Harrison Bailey in there, which makes me think he's going to go back to Jared Garantano next game. Like, give Harrison Bailey the reps and garbage time to get on sync with his wide receivers. It's it, Every coach does that. Like, I don't understand how it's so hard and difficult to keep one quarterback in there besides JG, which you, you can't take out, but you can easily take out someone else that needs the reps, that needs the practice. It's a free season. He's redshirted. He's coming back. He's not, the year's not going to count against him. Dude, just give him the reps. Quit overthinking it. Why do head coaches overthink the simplest crap? I don't understand. Just, it doesn't make any sense. It's mind boggling. Back to the whole coaching thing like that. Here's one thing that I, I guess would be a positive on coaching because, you know, we haven't had that many. But – and it made me realize how much I miss, like, we used to do this stuff and we don't anymore. Like, the ballsy and gutsy calls. Like, the the fake punt, Paxton Brooks. I mean, that ball should have been caught. But it's like, oh, yeah. we you know, we went – we had the balls ballsy call, play call to do that. Yeah. We used to do that. That was the first time I've seen like a like a gutsy play call in how long? This right. year? Welcome. This game. This game altogether. I mean, was it was like everything Jaron Pruitt isn't about this year. You know, we went. And it's just yeah. like I was like I was so shocked that that happened because I was not ex- like used to. I would be like, okay, well maybe we'll you know try something here. Maybe we'll do this. I I don't think like that anymore. I just feel like it, everything's just going through the motions. So when that happened, I was like, whoa, 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 wait, what's going on? Like I I mean I was shocked. I mean, and I think it was a good it was a good call. It was it was executed was good. It should have just been caught, but that that, that it, like yes, it should have been caught. That part was frustrating. It's the fact that you went for it. The fact that you grew a pair of balls for that little amount of time. Exactly. That's what Tennessee fans want. Yeah. And that's why they wanted Harrison Bailey in the game to start. 
from the first place because you saw what happened when he was under duress. He didn't hesitate. He just took off running and got several first down. He kept the drive. The 96-yard touchdown drive was such an impressive drive because Harrison Bailey kept it going. He didn't hesitate. He I just a, did it. He's a confident. You know, today, th- that game got a lot of what we wanted to see from the team. You know, we, we played different quarterbacks. We yeah. had ballsy calls. And Pruitt was more mad after that game than I've seen him all year. Like, mo- way more mad than he lost 48-17 to to Alabama, right? You think you think he hated doing all that? He hated that he couldn't, you know, play JG and play super conservative all game and that he actually tried to give in to the fans a little bit. And after the game, it was really pissing him off. I think your theory is wrong. <laughs> I think I'm confused. I don't even understand. Well, I, I, the think, I think to this game, now you know, what he's he's the fans saying, he didn't like that. Saying, and after the game, he was really upset. Yeah, he. You, you, so you what, think he what, was mad because we got what we wanted? No, what he, he, he didn't get saying, his way. What, what or, in, in his, in his, his, his dumbass head? That, he thinks yeah. probably if we started JG and. and kept the game playing the way it was, we would have won. Yeah, he's saying that he oh. had to go off script. Script. He had to go off his own script because he was so uh, under fire that he was so angry. But I think... Well, damn, his script uh, hasn't been working. I know, exactly. What's his, <laughs> he's, well, he's a hothead. He's, that, that, that's what I said earlier in the podcast. He's in over his head. But here's the theory that I think it is, Austin. Um, I think that he was frustrated because I'm wondering if he was told by someone, if he fails to do things right, then he's, he's, I think he knows that he's not going to be there much longer. I think so. I I just, he looked like a man that was defeated. Looks like a man that doesn't want to be there. looks like a man that knows he's not going to be Mm -hmm. there. Whether it's the end of this season or next season, he just, he, it looked like a man that knows it's Omer not going to look like an AD up there that knew That's he was, my... like, something's got to happen. Yeah, he was just giving him, like, the death stare. Not the death stare, but just, like, looking at – like, when you do something wrong and you're, like, in a public setting and, mm-hmm. like, as a parent and your kids do something wrong and you're in a public setting and you can't do something that, you know, causes a scene, you just kind of stare and think inside of your head, boy, you're going to yeah. get it when we get home. <laughs> but you're not saying that out loud. That's kind of like the way Philip Fulmer used to He had to be stairs. alone, you know. He couldn't. Well, I guess. I yeah. Think, I don't know. He didn't. <laughs> Speaking of parents, I woke up to a text this morning from my dad who lives in Spain. And he was like, I guess, starting like the conspiracies, like questions, like saying, do you think that they just said that JG was in COVID protocol that way that they could have an excuse to start a new quarterback? And I said, no, no. I said it wasn't just an excuse. They, he really was in protocol, and I don't think that they would make, try to make like an excuse because Pruitt wants to play him, so he's not going to intentionally put him, put him there and make him Here's miss the, you know, the yeah. beloved practice. So this, this is how you know. This is how you know that we have fallen to the depths of just miserable, like being completely – miserable this is how you know we've talked about theories and we've talked about uh what what did did you say your dad uh that you thought your dad did 
conspiracy. conspiracy theories, conspiracies and theories. That's how you know we're at the bottom of the barrel when our fan base isn't talking about wins and losses. We've gone all the way to conspiracies and theories. I mean, I think that th- I think it's because a lot of it is because if we were losing and there was something that just made it like it where it made sense why things are yeah. as bad as like if the, if we had a concrete answer on why things are the way they are and yes. why the coaching is the way it is, then it it'd be easier to accept. I wouldn't say it's ever going to be easy to accept losses, but it'd be easier to ex- you know kind of understand. The problem is, is to see so much talent on that roster and to see how many, didn't they have like a graphic that Tennessee football tweeted out over the summer that was like, Tennessee's football staff has more combined national championships than any other team. And to see so much talent on the coaching roster and just to see nothing adds up. Like, I mean, it literally nothing adds up. It's just like Mm -hmm. one of those crazy math problems that's impossible to answer and that everybody else guesses different answers to the math problem because there's no formula to figure out what is wrong. But is there one person on our whole staff that has won games as a head coach? No. That's my, that's that's what I'm saying. We've never had, there's no one on the staff who's actually won well, technically, Jim Cheney when he was well, in yeah. but, but I won't, yeah, but, I won't uh, get too technical. But yeah, because this university does not go out and hire proven coaches. That's the issue here. They 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 won't do it. They won't open up their pocketbooks and actually pay for a real football coach. I they will go out of their way to get someone else, and it's just it's it, nothing's going to change around here until you hire someone good. Uh, we're not we're not going to find Dabo Sweeney. I'm sorry, we're not. I I don't think we are. I sure as hell ain't Jaron Pruitt. We have to go and hire a proven head coach. And until we do that, we will never get out of this. And the more we're into this, the less likely that we are to be able to get one of those guys because they'll not even want to come here. All right, well, here's my opinion. My opinion is the same people who are saying that we need to give him time, give him more years. In my opinion, if – this would have been like if Jeremy Pruitt would have been Derek Dooley. It'd be easier to accept giving yes. him time. Mm-hmm. But now that he's the third in a row and then we're seeing the same path, it's harder to get on that give him time train because we just we we see how giving Derek Dooley that extra year oh, yeah. worked. We knew we knew in two thousand we should have fired Butch way before we fired him, but we have wanted to give him that time. And and it's like how so again, I feel like if this was like the first coach after Fulmer or after Lane Kiffin, I guess. And I feel like we we have more patience and we have more ability to give him time. But here, here. being where we're at now after the coaching fiascos we've had for the past however many years, it's just like I feel like we can't risk that anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think um, – I here here's – and it kind of, kind of goes along with what you're saying, Lacey. I thought I, – this is the direction I thought you are about to take this. The fan base is willing to give and, – and you might disagree with this. The fan base, I'm not saying will, the fan base would, I believe, be willing to give a coach time 
if they showed they deserve more time. He doesn't. Jeremy Pruitt isn't showing he wants or no. deserves more time. He 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 shows that he doesn't want more time, but more than he deserves more time, in my opinion. He just shows just this lack of just he's just a this looks like bear. a year one team at best. It's just he doesn't deserve more time. If he was showing more passion, if he was playing games like he did against Florida and played more games like that, just the team at times showed more passion and you can see signs of life. Yeah, you might you might want to give him another year. You, you might want to give him a little bit more time, but he's digressing. Mm-hmm. He's he's going backwards. He's not going forwards. He's not going forwards. That's why we fired Butch because Butch started he going backwards. He is a man backwards. that does not know what he's doing. And doesn't and has lost. No. He doesn't care anymore. None. I want yeah. I want someone to call into I want someone to call into ball calls this week and ask and just be straight up and with him and ask him where is the coach that was kicking white boards and getting emotional. And like you said earlier, bumping players after like before the BYU game. And it's like, I want someone to ask him what happened to that coach. Cause we haven't seen him. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, he's in my, yeah, he? it's like, we need to put that on the side of a milk carton or something because <laughs> he's, he's a kid. <laughs> I just want someone to ask because I would love to have a legitimate answer from him on where that passion has gone. Like, cause I, it's not there. It just isn't there. Yeah. Y- y'all wonder yeah, why I'm so obsessed with Hugh Freeze. Because I here's the thing. I feel like this is our last shot. I, I, I kind of do. I feel like this is our last shot to get out of this hell we call a football program. Yeah. I, I really – he wants this job so freaking bad. And we need him so freaking bad. And if we don't do it, I don't know if we'll ever get out of this hell. And I, I – Yeah. You you feel like if you don't hire a great coach now, that it's just going to go yeah. really spiraling. It's like we'll spi- be sitting here still going five and seven, six and six, five years later. Or, honest to God, if we hired him, I feel like we could win ten games the first year or nine, nine or eight. It's like that. That's a real possibility because this team has talent. It's got players. Yeah, yeah they do. We just need a coach yeah, yeah. that knows what to do with them. We haven't had that since Philip Fulmer. Yeah. Or. Really, very true. You never really want that cut play for Sanders, but yeah. But yeah. Well, on on a positive note to um kind of close out this podcast, um, we've got basketball this week, hopefully. Uh, and guess what? Kentucky is one and three. They They lost today. (laughs) They're Georgia Tech. (laughs) They lost by almost (laughs) twenty. They lost. It was like eight, well, 17 or 18 points. Yeah, they lost. So they're one and three. I mean, we've got we've got basketball <laughs> this week. So pray to the heavens above that something positive will happen. <laughs> Rick Barnes lead us to the glory. Crazy how like a proven coach wins basketball games. Like you think you apply that to the football team. I know. You see how quickly this Tennessee part. basketball program turned around. It was not, it didn't take long. Didn't take long. Oh my gosh. All right, well. Well, we'll just be depressed again next week. Actually, we can probably talk about basketball, so that'll be nice. I'm excited. Let's do the damn thing. <laughs> I just want to be positive. Just exactly. You're positive. It's not fair. Upset. It's not fair. <laughs> why, God, why do you hate us so much? All right. Everyone, everyone pray for you. Appreciate <laughs> well, 
Okay. The Reverend, <laughs> come save us. I'm going to say first. We first we go to bed. <laughs> All right, guys. It was fun being depressed together. As always. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye, guys. Losers. <laughs>